Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mistress Carrie. Weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. Hi, Tom Morello. Hello. How so are nice you? nice to be here. What's up, rock and rollers of the Boston area? Thank you for coming in today. My pleasure. I appreciate it. I first wanted to say thank you very much for helping me celebrate my 20th anniversary on the air here at WAI. Uh, that that was my pleasure. No, I do uh, love and respect stations like this one that keep the flag of rock and roll flying high. So thank you for your service. It was, uh, it was my uh, 20th anniversary, and it was Mistress Carrie Day in the city. Fantastic. You you should have been in town that right. day because they could have gotten out of speeding tickets uh, and parking tickets. I got one day to change the rules. Yeah, in this yeah, town. yeah, yeah. Well, right on. Well, well done. And and it's 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 well deserved. And and thank goodness. You know, I travel around a lot, and there are a lot of cities that no longer have that used to have an AAF but don't anymore. So your people of Boston are very, very lucky to have this station. Well, when you talk about rock and roll, I mean, I don't know if you got the memo yet, but rock is dead. That's yes. what the critics have been telling us. Well, yeah, That's for what, some time It's now. been dead for a long, long for time. time so you and I are just yeah. these... Well, I long got, in the tooth dinosaurs. I got to tell you, ages ago, in the you know, in the around the formation of Rage Against the Machine in 1991-92, people were saying that like the electric guitar was dead because now there were uh, DJs who could sample the electric guitar. You didn't need people to actually play anymore, and that was one part of my impetus for as a guitarist to play sounds like DJs played because I was trying to put them out of business. You you looked at the guitar in a completely different way, yeah. not unlike a Hendrix, where you're like, I know what this can traditionally do That's because right. it's been done. Yeah. But I'm going to look at it like an alien from outer space, basically, and say, well, what noise can I make with this switch? What yeah. noise can I make with the plug? Yeah, because, the, I mean, the electric guitar is a relatively new instrument on the planet, and it's just, uh, you know, I remember reading guitar magazines growing up, people were saying, you know, it's all been done. I'm like, well, it's just a piece of wood with six wires and some electronics. You can manipulate those sounds in a lot of ways, maybe able to make untraditional songs. So what I've what in, bring us to 2018? My goal is to do that again. Like I've I've made a record called The Atlas Underground. Comes out on October 12th, and the idea was to to re, you know, create a new genre of rock and roll music where I take my big riffs, my crazy guitar playing, and meld them with some of the electronic sounds of 2018 as a, almost like a Trojan horse to introduce a new generation to hard rocking sounds. So, and you that. and you pulled a, a, a cast of characters. Yes. So for for the project, the Atlas Underground, it's the name of the project, That's not correct. necessarily Tom, a, it's a band, Tom Morello Tom record. Tom Morello record. Tom Morello record, and it's a sonic conspiracy, is what it is. <laughs> uh, like a friend, a metal friend of mine. Like I always hated EDM music. I thought it was like Italian taxicab music. Then a friend of mine introduced me to a group called Knife Party, and I was, and I was like, Knife Party is as heavy as anything in my record collection, and it turns out that they were big Rage Against the Machine fans, and I heard like the aggressiveness and the tension and release of the music, and I had an idea, like the light bulb went on, I said, okay, what if we take 
that concept that you're doing currently, but replace your synthesizers with my electric guitar to make a, you know something that is recognizable, but something that is also very futuristic in a way. So from Knife Party to Bass Nectar to Steve Aoki to Mumford and Son to Wu Tang Clan, Big Boy, Killer Mike, Rise Against. Um, there's a lot of collaborators on this record that under the overarching vision of creating a new kind of rock and roll for the new millennium. Did you get all of those artists in the room at the same time? Because that's a party I want to go to. That's a lot of weird people in one room. Well, for example, like I made a track with Gary Clark Jr. So he came over to my studio. We just jammed for three hours. And then I took that three hours and boiled it down to a, you know, three and a half minute song. Other songs were written intercontinentally, you know, like uh, Marcus Mumford and I were, you know, He'd put his kids to bed in England. I'd drop my kids off to school in Los Angeles. Then we'd come home and Skype with acoustic guitars to write a song. <laughs> Can we uh, talk about Gary Clark Jr. for a second? Sure, I mean, sure, you sure. bring up a guy like Hendrix, and, yeah. and there's a lot of people that say that Gary Clark Jr. is a guy that kind of channels that same sure. energy that sure. he just embodies. So as one guitar player to another, when yeah. you're looking at a guy like yeah. Gary Clark Jr., does he blow your mind the think, way that I he blows been, all of think, our minds, too? I think he's too? been really great at sort of moving the you know the flag forward for blues music and for rock and roll music and for guitar music you know into the future and uh he's a great guy great player and we had an awesome time jamming together and uh came up with a song called where it's at ain't what it is which is on the new atlas underground record now that album comes out next week right okay, the 12th? october 12th yeah yeah, yeah. and uh you're in town tonight yes. at the old let's say so first of all the old house, the old South Meeting House, is not a normal place where you go to That's see right. a rock show. That's right. So, is it because the the curator went to Harvard with you? How <laughs> no, did you no, pull no. that in, off? In, in part, it was because, uh, yeah, f- come on down tonight. There's a there's a few tickets left. So this is uh, a very sort of un. Uncon- I'll tell you about the venue in a second. Sort of an unconditional, uh, un. Uh, it's an unusual kind of show where it's, you know, it's a listening party. First of all, you get to hear the record beginning to end. Some of the first people in America to hear it uh, loud and proud. You get a copy of the record. Also, I, there's kind of a conversation. Where we talk about my entire career, Rage Against the Machine, Audio Slave, my time with Bruce Springsteen, uh, and then I shred my ass off. <laughs> that's my favorite part is the night ends with just some, I've brought my guitar, I rock along to like, you know, Mr. Crowley tracks and Rage, and it's like it's super fun. It's like this kind of guitar explosion thing. And then so at the end, you will be assless. Yeah, I will be Because you would have <laughs> shredded it off. I will shred it off. Uh, but the reason why we chose that place is, you know, it was one of the hotbeds of the American Revolution, and the Tea Party was sort of uh, came together there. And I thought it would be a great place for uh, me to introduce this record, the Alice Underground record, to my fans here in Boston area. Well, you brought up Audio Slave, so I sure. wanted to play an Audio Slave song. By all I mean, means. You're, you're here. Yes. Is it hard for you to listen to your own stuff? Does it get annoying you know, after I a never, while? I never seek it out, honestly. I'm never, like, looking for it. But if I am in the car and an Audio Slave Jam or Rage Jam or whatever comes on, I do tend to crank it up, as you probably should when you hear this one. Yeah, so we're going to play Cochise, and you're going to hang, right? Yes, I'll be here. All right, Tom Morello here in the WAF studio. It's Audio Slave on AAF. There you go. I just made Tom Morello sit through three and a half minutes of his own guitar playing. Cochise, Audio Slave. I I didn't mind that. That's a jam right there. It's always great to hear the great Chris Cornell singing furiously, you know. We were just talking about that Chris Cornell box set that's coming out sure. that is going to have all of the you know sure. previously unreleased yep. stuff, and included in it is Audio Slave from Cuba yes. from yeah, 2015. Yep, yep, yep. 2005. Oh, that was 2005? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2005, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
you know, it's it's the, the it's a tragedy that never goes away. Chris is passing, but the good news is that this music is forever, and so we can be enjoying it. And not only are we getting the the Chris Cornell music that he left us with, but I know that there's a song on the Atlas Underground that is kind of about Chris or inspired yeah, by Chris. Yeah, or at least yeah, yeah. Message. Yeah, I mean, of there's it. Uh, the it's, it's it's actually the song that comes out this Friday it's called "Every Step That I Take," which is a song that I wrote with. Uh, with Matt Schultz from Cage the Elephant, and we're partnering with an organization called Save, which is a suicide prevention organization, and just sort of is one way to you know continue Chris's legacy and to help people who might be struggling. It's uh, it, I, I can tell you that with all of you know the the premature passings that yes, we've had in sure. music, which there it happens sure. and has been happening. Yeah, and uh, not and not just in music, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it, but I think that a lot of people were most surprised. By Chris Cornell, that one count myself among them. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. and and you know that people say, well, how you know was there no signs? Was how did we not know? And and then you know if you go back and read the lyrics, sure, there's a lot of stuff in there. Of course, I mean through the whole catalog, that's the way that I look at it. Is for someone who wrestled with the demons that Chris wrestled with, the fact that you know. Chris lived to 52 and managed to harness those demons to make some of the greatest rock and roll of all time. I think we as fans are very, very fortunate for that. And the fans are now pushing for Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. I know. I, I, am, I am too. Gra- yeah. And I know I that too. you're hugely I, I, involved yeah, yeah, in the I get hall to be in the, now. I get to be in the room for some of that. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, Chris, as a either as a you know solo artist or Soundgarden as a band, both deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So hopefully that'll happen in the not too distant future. Are you the enemy now? Are you the guy, the enemy behind the lines now? Because the people were so anti the Hall of oh, Fame for I so was long. One of them. And I, can, I was I one of them. I was one of them. I mean, I would go, like, I know some of the people, you know, some of my friends, like um, John Landau, who's Bruce Springsteen's manager, and Jan Wenner, who runs Rolling Stone, they have a lot to do with the Hall. And I was riding them constantly because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was not representing like my favorite genre of music. You didn't have, like, Kiss wasn't in, Rush wasn't in, Stevie Ray Vaughan wasn't in. It took Black Sabbath, like, 20 years to get in, which yeah. is so ridiculous. Um, and, you know, like with baseball, if you're a kid and you like, and you play baseball, your dream is to have a career that leads you to the Baseball Hall of Fame, right? When you're a kid and you play rock, rock and roll guitar, you hated the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because none of your favorite bands were in it. So I told them, like, that's, you need to fix that. And to their credit, they I've complained enough. They let me be in the I'm one now one of the people that helps decide who's on the ballot every year. I don't get to pick who's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame every year, but I get to decide at least what so you can put. go in there and make an argument for That's this right. person. Now, yes. the, the criteria is 25 years from the date of that, your first release, right? Yeah, first record, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I go in there every year yelling about Judas Priest now and Iron, yes! Ma- Iron Maiden and Motorhead and, um, you know, and Nine Inch Nails and Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and uh, the bands that, uh, that, on that end of the spectrum, that definitely deserve to be in. It, for people that haven't traveled internationally, and you have extensively with multiple projects, a couple months ago I saw Judas Priest in Bucharest. Oh, wow. There is a whole other level of rock music passion sure. outside yeah. of the confines of the United States. Yeah, yeah. I just played two shows, two solo shows in Brazil headlining these festivals with like, you know, 40,000, 60,000 people, and they just want to hear you play electric guitar and go 
crazy. Yeah. I almost used a <laughs> that, non, we have non-radio a, friendly That's word. okay. We have a button for that. <laughs> Tom Morello is joining me here in the WAF studio. Can you hang out for a few yes, more? Yes, I'd be happy to. If you got questions, you could text him into the WAF text line yeah. at 97107. Well, I made Tom Morello listen to some more of his music <laughs> because how can I not play that if you're going to be here? Oh, there you have it. Rage Against the Machine here good. at WAF. Tom Morello joining me in the WAF studio. You're playing at the Old South Meeting House tonight. Tonight, for the, come on down. The Atlas Underground Experience. Yes. Which is the new album you have coming yeah. out next uh, next Friday, it's October It's a big 12th. listening party. Everybody gets to hear the record before it comes out. I'll be spinning yarns from my rage and Audio Slave and Springsteen. <laughs> shredding period, your ass and off. And I'll be shredding my ass off, and perhaps the song you just heard might make an appearance. I know I can't keep you all day. I got a couple questions on the text line that I have sure. to ask you real quick. Speaking of Rage Against the Machine, I know you've had to answer the question a thousand times, but the fans want to know. Let's go for a thousand one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is there a possibility? Is it, If a Rage Against the Machine show breaks out, Count me in. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to ask you because you're sitting in here wearing a Cubs hat. Mike Shu, our resident baseball expert, has now joined us in the W. Joined us in the WAF studio. Congratulations, you Red Sox fan. Do you? Best of luck to you. (laughs) (laughs) You, you're a Cubs fan because you're you're from Illinois originally. That's right. But you went to college here in Boston, so Uh, there's a little bit of Red Sox knowledge of the curse and all of those. There's certainly a lot of knowledge. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So since that time. Both the Cubs and the Sox have won the World Series. You guys are both parents. Yeah. How do you explain to your children the pain of being a fan of a team like the well, Cubs or the I Sox? Tell, well, I can tell you, for one, like my kids, I live in Los Angeles. My kids don't even know that there's a, the Dodgers exist. <laughs> they are Cubs fans from like they, from the first onesies they had on, so they're all in. And like I tell you, and they've been they've been fortunate. Like we've had like three Blackhawks, Cubs, and a Cubs World Series championship during their young lives. They're, they're right. seven and eight years old, so they think like Chicago teams always win. They don't know like the history of pain, right? So, but but last. <laughs> Or two nights ago, my seven-year-old felt it. You know, when the Cubs lost the way, like cried himself to sleep. I'm like, baseball oh, okay. hurts, baby. That's yeah. what it's like. That's what. It's yeah, like. that's exactly. Yeah, they'll never know. They're yeah, spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they'll never just, know. You know, I would say the Red Sox were like the uh, the prom queen, and like I was the nerd. Yeah. And like I finally got the prom queen. You know, and it's awesome. And then she dumps you for like this big dumb jock <laughs> in August. Every August. Yeah. They yeah. would crap out, and then she'd come crawling back in April, and you'd take yeah, her back yeah, and have yeah, your heart yeah, stomped yeah. on all over. But again. we both. But, here's the thing: like we both have a lot less to complain about than we once did when I first did oh, yeah. interviews at this station long long ago. And I <laughs> I just told I told my seven year old I said tomorrow just pop in Game Seven 2016 on the DVD player and just live the dream again. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and I remember where we were when the Sox won. Where were you when the Cubs won? I was in the room. I was there. You were there? Yeah, I was in Cleveland. Yeah. I was in the room. I wasn't going to miss that for anything. (laughs) I was in games three, four, five, six, and seven. I mean, I'm a, I was, I went to Cubs game when I was four years old. Like, Men, relatives of mine have passed on, and the day after I did the thing that you're supposed to do, I flew back to Chicago, planted the W flag on my Aunt Isabel's grave, you know, and said, read her the article from the paper and went, and... The, and I'm free. <laughs> right, yeah, right? It's like, oh. And only Cubs fans and Sox yeah, yeah, fans really can kind understand of understand that. Really that. Understand that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was in Key West at my friend's wedding. Oh, and wow. and we found a bar filled with Cubs fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. and we walked in with sock stuff on, and all the Cubs fans were like, "You get this? Yes, yeah. You exactly. understand yeah. what this experience yeah, is yeah. like? Come on in yeah. and and share this with us." I was I was on tour that that October with Prophets of Rage, and during shows, I would have the phone, the Cubs game, on my phone, on my amp. And so I'd like I'd finish a song, or perhaps even during the middle of the song, 
I'd turn around and be like, okay, count is three and one, two outs in the second. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but that, anyway, good luck to your fine team. Good luck to you in this. Yeah, it series. seems that the the rivalry has been stoked once again, yeah, well, I mean, as I, if it was ever going to go yeah, away. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be an exciting series. I say good luck to you. So uh, next uh, Friday the twelfth, yep. the Atlas Underground. That's your seventeenth release. Seventeenth studio album. Can it's you a, name every album, every song, every project off uh, the top of your head? Uh, or do not, you need to every song. I can probably yourself. name all the records. I can't. Don't think I can name uh, <laughs> every song off every record. But yeah, it's a Tom Morello solo record. The, we're trying to create a new genre of rock and roll that has heavy Morello riffs and crazy solos, but is has some of the electronic elements of 2018. We're telling social justice ghost stories on this record. It has a myriad of collaborators from. Wu Tang Clan to Rise Against, and uh, I'm very ex- I'm re- excited and proud of it. Playing tonight at the Old South Meeting House. That's right. So come on down. Yeah, I'll you can go to the, the, the concert page at waf.com, and the link is there to get tickets if you cool, want to go cool, to the show cool, tonight because there cool. might still be a few left. Cool. And if you want to check out the record at tommorello.com, you can pre order the record and stuff like that. But it's always a pleasure coming here to AAF. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, we, talking, I tried to get your people to send me the song early, <laughs> and they wouldn't do it. Mm, I. They wouldn't. It comes out tomorrow, and comes then the album tomorrow. comes yeah, yeah, out yeah, next yeah, yeah, Friday. Yeah. But they didn't well, we'll trust can, me. I can play it on my phone. Maybe I could have. <laughs> I could have done it on Mistress Carrie Day, but yeah, yeah. not today. Not every, today. Every day should be Mistress Carrie. Day. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna. Uh, I'll. I'll let you go with some audio slave. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I really appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much. And thanks to everybody that was texting in. Thanks, Mike. Nice. Thank for coming you. and sure. hanging out. Thanks it's for not having me. You. You should just have a radio show. I think. I, uh, it's been suggested, but maybe yeah. next time. All right. Well, if you do. You do it here. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Okay. All right, cheers, everybody. Mistress Carrie, weekdays 10 to 3 on WAAF. Podcasts are always online and on your schedule at WAAF.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.